Hello, I'm Dave. I'm the guy that's putting all this stuff together. I don't think that always people bring out guitars in a room where people want their guitars brought out, you mm. know? Like sometimes at a yeah. party, someone will get out a guitar, nobody will be into it, but the person playing the guitar will not understand <laughs> that. <laughs> and they won't stop. And I don't want to end up like that person. Welcome to Getting Better Acquainted Live. Five conversations recorded in November 2012 in a glass house in Wapping, in front of small audiences. There'll be a different conversation every day this week, and next week there'll be a two-part GBA 100 special. That's right, Getting Better Acquainted has had a hundred standard episodes plus these five live episodes and quite a few extras. Getting Better Acquainted Live are conversations that did happen live, but they have been slightly edited before broadcast. They feature five very different live experiences. Lots of different people get involved in the conversation from the audiences to multiple guests but they're also focused and powerful and just a great experience. I think they capture not just a conversation, but a week in a location, a time and a place. Hope you enjoy it. So we're recording now on that one. Have you, have you done a sound? Have you done a rough sound level check for how that's picking things up? Yeah, we have, but we didn't have the drums at that time. <laughs> 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 well, where was your drummer, Dave? I don't know where our drummer was. On the recordings you've done, your guitar's the loudest thing on them. Yeah. Sure. So you'll be fine. Well, I don't, know, I don't like that feature. Really. You'd be you better sit about four feet further back. <laughs> yeah, well, fair enough. Okay, so... Uh, I guess we had better start the show. Are we timed? Yeah, well, we're not timed. It's just to tell me how many minutes have gone by. You don't have to worry about it. It's just so I can go, oh, look, yeah, we're an hour in. So, I want to get better. Please make me better. I want to get better. Better. Better acquainted with you. is recording at a lower level that was a deafening a deafening entrance so today we're getting better acquainted with a room full of friends hello a room full of friends hello and we literally are a room full of friends pretty much because all of the audience are friends and uh, and that's kind of that's kind of what what this element of getting better acquainted is going to be about because I've been thinking about how the hell to fit this band into my life and uh, what I've decided to do is to make it a regular thread in getting better acquainted. And so every so often we do a gig in a, well, maybe a greenhouse. Today we're at the Invisible Picture Palace, but in somebody's bedroom or whatever. But we can capitalise on the, uh, the reach that I have, what, such as it is, <laughs> uh, rather than competing with myself and trying to get people in. So I think Indeed. it's going to be an occasional feature, a room full of friends. And that room full of friends will hopefully be these guys playing the music, but I can always find different friends. Uh, and uh, the friends will change in the audience as well. I think we should probably speak about that now. <laughs> so 
So that's my surprise, but it's not much of a surprise, is it really? <laughs> so today is the second day of my residency at the Invisible Picture Palace, and we're gathered here to talk and to make music. And the talk is scaring the musicians, uh, the music <laughs> high school, the scare the audience. Uh, and basically, what, talking or the playing? The idea of, I mean, the idea behind a room full of friends is that it should have the kind of feel of late at night. Well, it's not that late, really, but late at night when people bring out the guitars at a party, and they, and, you know, people sort of pass the guitar around and all of that sort of stuff. Although we are doing all my own songs, yeah, yeah. Uh, which never, ha- which actually never happens when the guitars come out. I never really sit there and do a gig of my own songs <laughs> although unfortunately that's all I can play when the guitars come out so that is the problem of like people are like play people, something we can all sing yeah, and I yeah, play yeah. something play some Beatles yeah, exactly. play some Beatles so I was I thought I'd kick, kick us off by asking everybody in the, in the who's playing music and the audience I guess as well how you feel about those moments in the party when everyone brings out the guitars <laughs> how do you feel Sam uh, how do I feel sometimes it's completely cringeworthy to be honest and then sometimes you know it's a really inspired beautiful thing where yeah. everybody just kind of like is like Oh, I'm just at that point where it's just right to fucking sing along, you know. And I feel happy. that way as well. Yeah, yeah. But you're a drummer, so you're like the guy uh, with by the, trade. Yeah, so you're like the bongo guy at the party. Yeah, you're the, you're the, you're the bongo guy. How do you yeah, feel no, about bongo no, guys? No, oh, they can be complicated. I find noisy out of time and fucking annoying. Yeah, but they play an important part. Oh yeah, you need a bongo guy, to, but yeah, they don't yeah. necessarily always stop. But I think you're probably good at stopping at the right time. Oh, well, so. well, I suppose we'll find out. <laughs> we will. So, George, what do you think about those moments at a party where people bring up? Do you dread them? Do you feel no, like you're I've pressured? I've never had that happen to me. Actually, you've never oh, had it. No, no it's never but I've had people ask me to play a song before, and if they ask me to play a famous song, I can usually not remember anything. And then when I get home, I can remember loads. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, I have that problem as well. Apart from when I get home, I can remember a chord and still I can't do it. How does that make you feel, George? Well, is it regret? It's happened to me like once ever, and I was very drunk, so I just thought, I'm drunk, so it's no big deal. So there's nobody at at parties that you go to that brings out guitars? I don't go to parties. Ah, that's. (laughs) That'll do it. That'll do it. And what do you think, Ashley? I love it because in in Poland with my family, we always do it because my family is very musical. So my cousin always brings a guitar along. And my mum is like, do bring a guitar, do bring a guitar, otherwise our uh, evening is spoiled, really. We all sing, we all love it, and everybody's drunk, obviously. <laughs> Obviously, yeah. Some of my favourite nights I've had in my life. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's, no, there's nothing about Polish people that means they'll definitely be drunk, is there? Uh, Let's say yeah, that. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's, that's, that's passive aggressive. I, I don't it's think it was passive aggressive. <laughs> But, yeah. It was a joke, maybe. Oh, yeah, sorry. <laughs> uh, yeah, of course. Well, yeah, but, yeah, these moments are really, really nice, so I really feel uplifted then. Yeah. Because we all sing, and, um, yeah, probably it's different than what you guys think about it. So. Well, I don't know. Some of my favourite nights in my life have been nights when people have got the guitars out and it's been really nice. Yeah. But I, I feel ambivalent about it because I don't like the pressure on me of having to do it, but also I don't... I don't think that always people bring out guitars in a room where people want their guitars brought out, you mm. know? Like, sometimes at a yeah. party, someone will get out a guitar, nobody will be into it, but the person playing the guitar will not understand <laughs> <Stop>. that. <laughs> and they won't stop. I've got I don't want to end up like that person, so I, I, I nowadays don't play. But then I keep getting these things where people say, bring an instrument, like bring an instrument all the way to a party, but then because nobody says... 
now's the time we're going to play and I don't want to be the guy that brings out I just like bring my ukulele all the way and then bring my ukulele all the way back again which is is starting to annoy me never mind (laughs) and what audience what do you feel about these kind of moments that you're just about to be subjected to what do you guys feel about it audience members is anyone brave enough to speak at this stage in the game (laughs) I don't know they happen at our house a lot but that might have something more to do with possibly members of this band coming to parties at our house well your house is also it's like a used to be a pub that's been converted so it has a kind of feel like there should be music being played there I don't know it's a sort of lovely thing that happens at 2am but yeah there's also the sort of waiting for that moment to happen because if it happens too early and someone's trying to force it then you kind of do feel cringe and want to run yeah, sure. Or if they're playing a song that nobody knows or that everyone hates. On that note, <laughs> should we uh, should we have a go at doing our first song? Yeah. I mean, try, no, try, try, try it. Out. Try it out. Try it try on. It we out. can try it on. Try, try it out. Try it on. <laughs> I, I like both. Right. I'm having to do my first musical instrument change of the evening. Don't what you started with the instrument on that you weren't going started. to play first. No, I, I played <laughs> the theme tune, didn't I? Oh, shit, yeah. Of course. <laughs> so, something for the listeners at home, I'm just going to give them some nice twanging of the elastic band stuff. Really nice. Should we do some interstitial music, George? I'll give you a light boss and over it. You can turn a song in your pocket. I think it's passport. The first one is passport. Oh, okay. So, okay. Now, the other day in rehearsal, we had this conversation about looking into each other's eyes. So, oh, yeah. we're going to try that out tonight. I was telling Asher about when, when we first started going out. Me, this is me and Jen, who, my partner, who is here. And, like, I would just look intensely into your eyes all the time. And you, and you ended up having to say to me, just stop. <laughs> stop looking at me. Okay, so this is a song. Ready? Go fast, my yeah. One, two.
returned to me when I was young. They return to me now with this song. We have to What do you think it was about, Sam? What's, what do you think it was about, Sam? Well, it's kind of like about waiting for a passport to be processed, I guess. And it's, that's kind of like. Do you not know, think that maybe is a metaphor? Yeah, well, totally. Uh, it's kind of a simile because it's like something. Yeah, that's right. You're right. Being a bongo player, unfortunately, I completely lost what the simile is. Well, it's about. I would like you to explain the feeling of like being stuck in a situation and you're basically waiting for it to be over. So like when you're waiting okay, for yeah. a passport to be to processed. Be processed. About being unhappy in a situation, in a town, and wanting to leave and go. It's kind of a kind of an American kind of concept, I guess. Kind of rock and roll of like, you know, taking the girl and going. I mean, I workshopped that ages and ages ago with my friend Alex. When you say uh, workshops, what do you mean? I brought in those lyrics. Mm. We did the Breathing This Air is like waiting for a passport to be processed up the first verse. We did that a few times. We recorded it. Uh, and then he lost interest in it, and uh, you know, a year later, I went back to the re- recording and, and put something, you know, song-like together. Go on. Breathing this air is like waiting for a passport to be processed. So yeah. breathing this air is tirelessly indicative yeah. of uh, the miserable kind of state of waiting for a passport. Sure. So, yeah. Sweet. And uh, <laughs> but you look like you thought you got me there. Uh, it was good. I liked it, and I like. I, I mean, I, I did like write it. I remember we were living in um, Leytonstone, like the first house we lived in Leytonstone. This is not that interesting to everyone. No, no, no. The condensation bit I wrote about going to the like because I used to get up really early in the morning, like go to the bus stop and just be like covered in condensation. Oh. I was like, I just want to write stuff in this, but you know, you look a bit uh, weird writing in. In condensation at bus stops <laughs> in front of your fellow commuters. Oh, yeah, I do. But I mean, it's it's I don't know. It's 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 a weird it's a weird one because it started off as just me on vocals, and then when Ashes came along, and actually, I mean, I did it with a different project as well, the Reactionaries, and I had a female vocalist, and I like it being a duet. I like it being about going together. Yeah. And I like what what I like most about the song, the way it's evolved over time, is just how like the humming, like the fact that they're talking about humming a song, and I can get you to hum at the same time, and the non-vocal bit. I've actually become someone interested in those non-vocal bits where people are like not vo- non-vocal, non-lyrical bits mm-hmm. where there's singing but there's no words. Because I kind of feel like there's a lot of stuff we can't say in words, mm-hmm. and those kind of moments in a song can kind of represent that if you're making them dramatic. Because, as I said to you the other day in rehearsal, I, I guess I kind of write songs as dramas. So I kind of oh, see yes. this as the two of us going away wow. together. And they, that kind of moment where they're singing is the kind of moment 
like where they've words are no longer matter oh, they've kind of yeah. got free well that's nice I like the fact that I'm going to sound pretentious as fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess you'll start to pretend yeah I mean so I guess Sam why did you give up being a goth uh, oh god I don't think I really ever gave it up it was it's just a fashion thing really isn't it you know like people I suppose equate it towards a fashion sense and a certain kind of image I suppose I'm still the same person or at least the development of the person that I was once uh, back then uh, except that I thought there would be more interesting colours to wear in my clothes, David. Well, what, what, but, but why did you, why were you a goth to begin with? Because I only found oh. out you used to be a goth today. <laughs> really? Yeah. Oh, well, that's a good one. Um, <laughs> I suppose, you know, you feel a little bit, feel a little bit different as a teenager or whatever, you know, and you're just kind of like, yeah, here's a fun looking kind of subculture, let's explore this. Did you like the music? Yeah, some of it's actually really, really sure. good. Sure, Jen used to be a goth. You wouldn't think. <laughs> <laughs> high five, very messy high five. I'm sorry, yes. Yeah. Uh, I wonder who's having you see this over a podcast. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, but I mean, so, so you went, how long were you a goth for? Like, I don't know. Uh, it, was about prob- it, it was probably about nine months, and only quickly developed into kind of like being looking a bit more punky and generally overweight. And then a, a bit more punky with a shorter mohawk, but still generally overweight. And then I started. You had a mohawk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I didn't used to stick it up. I just used to kind of like let it flop around. Um, and then, uh, yeah, and then kind of I realised like actually maybe I was just cutting my hair off now. And then I was just going balding overweight guy. <laughs> like, and that was about it. I think you're a very sexy balding overweight guy. Oh, thanks, Dave. Yeah. I think you're a very sexy non-balding overweight guy. Thank you. <laughs> I might, be, I, might, I might be balding, mind you. I don't know Is about that. We haven't. Yeah. <laughs> Jen keeps telling me I'm balding. <laughs> like Jen makes me very worried. Uh, yes. <laughs> and so you kind of turned your back. When you see a goth now, do you feel sympathy for them or do you feel superior to them? Interesting. By feeling sympathy for someone, you almost automatically feel superior. Ah, that's a very interesting point. Yeah, yeah. That's, a, that's what we <laughs> That was Natty uh, from the audience giving me some, everyone something to think about. Did you pick that up on the microphone? Oh yeah. Oh sweet. So how, how do you how do you how do you feel when you see a guy? Um, do you know what I wonder about the music that they listen to? Actually, it's like I wonder if you listen to this and this and this, and I generally kind of build this whole kind of massive fantasy thing about like I wonder if we could kind of like talk about this kind of music or this kind of music or your complete ambivalence towards this kind of music because it's a complete but you don't touch them thing. oh no because they wouldn't think you were part of their, their posse uh, you don't it's no 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 I just kind of like if you just see somebody on the street you're not going to suddenly be like hi like uh, you wouldn't yeah. really believe it to look not at me even now I've got that far we're getting better acquainted yeah yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah that's kind of about that I, I went to a couple of years back I went to one of the old clubs that I used to go to with a friend from work his girlfriend is very uh, much into the scene. And I was kind of walking around going, I remember these walls, you know, whatever. And uh, I heard some guy say, like, oh, I bet he feels well out of place in here. And I was just kind of like, oh, that's so funny. Yeah, that's interesting. No, I don't. Do you miss it? No. No? No. <laughs> I, I miss being in contact with some of the friends I had back there because uh, some very nice people. When you stopped dressing like a goth, did they not want to be your friend anymore then? No, I wasn't that at all. We just kind of all dropped out of contact. Sure. <laughs> Don't call me a liar. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not calling him a liar. You should see his eyes. <laughs> <laughs> well, there we go. There's our, our first 
conversational moment. Uh, how, did, how was it for you, Sam? Moving. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, I, was stuck, I was stuck with you. I didn't know what to talk to you about. What? <laughs> God, I'm surprised. Well, you didn't go on to how I ruined the last gig you ever played in front of a live audience. As if I I'm re- thankful that we didn't. As if I would bring <laughs> such a thing up, Sam. Don't have to. Well, do we still have another few songs to go with this? Okay. <laughs> Yeah, get your attack in. Yes. <laughs> okay, so we're going to play uh, another song now. It's Floor. Yeah. Oh, have you set up your... Oh, no, it's oh well, we I'll set up my... Uh, I'll, oh, set up, I'll set it up while you're talking. Don't it's even worry fault, about me. George anymore, is George. plugging in a so keyboard. It was so interesting, interesting what Sam said that George lost it totally. Yeah, he was so interested in Sam being a guy. Oh, my, I haven't seen a keyboard like that since I was about eight. And it made great sounds like that. So what are you playing for this I think song? Maybe, maybe, maybe go down a little Static. Static. We should display... We should yeah, down in volume. I know volume. I know volume. And 60. Is that not? 60 is what you want. You want 60? Is it on 60? Doesn't sound like it's on 60. Well, it's... Hang on. You mean number 60? It could be the dead coming out of so that's a Casio, uh, what's it, SK1? SA1. That's the only keyboards that I've ever really composed on very much. George liked it so much that he went and bought one for his child. Are we ready? Yeah, we're ready.
Now I believe you, George, I've come to trust you about these sorts of things over the years. So that's the floor. That's the floor. So Dave, yeah, I mean, this is going to seem incredibly strict. Yeah, every time. listen to it back. But, uh, Sam, Sam genuinely. wants to ask me what these things are about. So. Yeah, because I hear the, the pavement, what is it? I hear, I hear the, the pavement sing. sing. What does the pavement sing? Okay, well, every that's an inter- it's interesting that you brought that up, Sam, because yeah. that's a song, that, that's a, a lyric to our <laughs> mutual friend. Did you know? Did you know, Sam? Well, it's interesting that you bring it up because that's a our mutual friend Chris, who may arrive late. He thinks that's a terrible line. Does he really? Yeah, that doesn't surprise me. One but minute. I don't agree that it's terrible. I don't think it's a good line. With you. <laughs> right. I like the idea of the pavement singing every well, time. The, I think for me, it's supposed to be the sound of the pavement in the rain. For me, that's the pavement singing. Okay. Um, but it, it could be lots of different things. I, like, one of the things about the story behind the song thing is I like to make songs that are a little bit ambivalent and ambiguous. <laughs> both, both those words are, are apt. And, like, that song came by, again, me and my friend Alex. We met up to write some songs in Manchester. It wasn't going very well. We got really gripey with each other. So we were like, fuck this, let's go down the pub. So we went down the pub. We got really pissed. And we talked about all the things we thought were wrong with our lives at that moment. <laughs> but that we didn't just kind of do that. We kind of tried to work out poetic ways, I guess. I know this sounds really pretentious. But I, guess, yeah. <laughs> I think you're going to say that with every description yeah. of well, this Yeah, it's, it's, I have to say that, that, that unfortunately pretentiousness does lead to interesting work. I'm afraid that's the case. Always? And No, not always. Okay. Absolutely not always. <laughs> and it was like all of our existential angst then we wrote like pages and pages and pages we went back we tried to make it into a song again he didn't like the way the song had gone and then a year later I listened back to it and it had two two different attempts for choruses which I put as the two choruses so there's two different choruses in it and I liked both of them so I used both of them and I guess the big thing for me in that song the big lyric that means a lot like a lot of the lyrics mean a lot to me like I'm a handsome guy is quite funny because I don't think I'm a handsome guy so I find that amusing to sing Um, and like I like that if you could write your own reviews or this could be mentioned I like that because I genuinely always feel that way like like if I could write my own reviews I would be mentioning this moment that's happening right now is it is it is it nearly a love love song to yourself interesting I think it's in a way it's a love song to myself in a long in a way it's a love song to Alex in a way it's a love song to the world yeah and yeah now Ash is involved Mm, in the mix it's a bit of a love song to her now not not just the backing singer Asher. (laughs) 
<laughs> it's also a love song. To, I think it's a love song about understanding, trying to understand another person. So I don't think it's restricted to just those kind of people. And I think that the big thing for me is the seasons. Like if you could change the seasons, mm. have two summers and two winters, we'd appreciate the difference that always lies between us. Like that for me is how I feel about. Like I like weirdly I really like the autumn and I really like the spring but I don't like the summer or the winter because they're just too extreme I like months where things are changing either they're dying or they're transition isn't it yeah yeah, yeah, being born but I I think because of those transitional seasons we kind of don't see the extreme difference between summer and winter Mm. and like I think that that that, that's what I'm sort of trying to get at with that line is like if we could maybe find a way of 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 kind of focusing on the most extreme things that maybe we can work out what's in the middle mm-hmm. right rather than kind of blurring it by always like smoothing it over and always having a spring or an autumn you know in the way we interact like I guess it's like the opposite of what this show is though because this show is supposed to be about uh, finding common cause whereas that is an idea about finding division and then exploring it but I think that's that's still kind of in line with getting better acquainted yes. this is why I interview people rather <laughs> yeah, than get yeah, interviewed yeah, so yeah well, while we're talking about that so <coughs> Asha sitting in the corner at, not yeah no, listening in a Bauhaus yeah. chair apparently yeah. oh, is it a Bauhaus chair yeah, well, I like a good golf I bag or at least postponed but it's yeah. not that comfortable though because I've got my well, that's design, design for it. Yeah. 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 How do you see them? I mean, we, we, most people use, yeah, most people sit like that, yeah. Oh. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, yeah. No, you're right. It's not, it's not, but that's not, that's not, that's not the Bauhaus he's got. Uh, all, all, the, all, the, all the fault of the in, invisible picture palace. So, Asha, so what, I, I, what I thought I'd talk to you about tonight is I guess I mean I don't know how to this is going to be an interesting transition but so you couldn't make a rehearsal a few weeks ago no I couldn't because you we can make a transition from uncomfortable sitting you know which is connected to my spine to what you want to say so I mean I got a a phone call in the morning um, from you in hospital yeah what happened oh a car accident because I passed passed out yeah uh, behind a wheel so because I've got a heart uh, f- condition yeah. defect yeah condition <laughs> yeah. defect it is defect because it's a hole really um, yeah I think conditions are pleasant yeah. sorry we'll cut it out Sam don't worry we'll cut it out we'll cut out we'll cut out half of what you're saying yeah. actually yeah. Out yeah. Because it'll just be him agreeing with me that'll all the show be so you, so you've got a heart condition yeah and basically which is a hole between the uh, two chambers and my pressure mixes so yeah so basically sometimes I get completely lost <laughs> so this so, time it happened in, in, behind a wheel in the middle of the night I was coming back from a rehearsal in Poland wait yeah. <laughs> wait some <laughs> conversations also about listening yeah I'm a teacher so I know how to handle you right <laughs> Get outside. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, so, uh, well, it happened when, uh, as I was coming back from, from my rehearsal in Poland. It was very, it had been a very extreme day for me. So probably because of that, you know, I had this car accident, so I couldn't turn up for the 
for the hair. So. Yeah, well, I didn't mind at all. Um, yeah. I thought it was a reason. That's a, that's a, that's, that's a good reason for not looking at her hair. Yeah. Yeah. George has got some good reasons. You cannot excuse yourself know. better, George, can you? No, no George has no. got good reasons. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're not going to go into George's See, reasons. Smart, right, <laughs> <laughs> no, we're not going to go into George's reasons on mine. Unless he wants to. Unless he wants to have a bit confessional, but I don't well, think he, you, I don't, I don't know think what you're talking about, but I'm not going to Exactly. So how long have you known about this heart thing? For a year, I think, yeah. And basically it's quite extreme, isn't it? It is. You've uh, had I, but I don't realise it. Yeah, I've, it was a small heart attack this time. Uh, I cannot stay on my own uh, for a very long time, although I, I don't want to accept it because uh, I've always felt of myself as a very strong person, so I cannot do half of the things that I used to do, um, which is quite, uh, well, challenging as well. Uh, I don't want to be depressed, <laughs> sorry, because I'm just looking at sounds. Completely yeah, I get depressed. <laughs> I started daydreaming about your heart condition because you mentioned the two kind of pressure chambers becoming confused. Yeah. And I was like, is it is it like a hole where like the two pressure chambers one that? So you've got this in. blue blood, have, yeah. you know, in biology, you've got yeah, this yeah. blue blood and red blood. So blue blue blood, it it becomes purple really because <laughs> do the, when you do mix the, the two colors, did they basically get? They kind of. No, no, no. It's just uh, like a hole, and I'm, I'm just waiting for an operation for that. And you had a, like a monitor on when you came around before. Yeah, I had like a beep beep. No, it, it, it made quite an interesting sound. So I was just switching it off all the time, although I, I, <laughs> I wasn't supposed to. <laughs> but the sound was so funny. But you're a ve- that's the thing. You're a very, very busy person, yeah. and you haven't stopped being busy. You've got like no. this band. You've got band in Poland, and yeah. you've got band in Lancaster. Yeah, yeah. With my fellow, well, I mean, with my former student. Yeah, you pretty yeah. much set up a band any time you can, which yeah. is good. I, I totally yeah, I like to that. spread this energy around, well, musical energy. So as as soon as I got to know that I that they played some kind of instrument, I just asked them, "Oh, do you want to play?" Yeah, yeah, we want. So. That's right. You were their tutor, and you basically made well, a band. Well, obviously they didn't. Ha- they they couldn't say no. Fail. <laughs> 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 I mean, and you haven't yet really like made changes in your life to accommodate your heart. Do you think you're going to do that? No, well, I mean, well... Uh, if you have a heart attack tonight, I'm a bit worried. No, I won't have, don't, well... Yeah, you guys, that's <laughs> How the thing. How can I assure you, that's really? That's the thing, well, you, but, you, but you say that, you say that you, I won't have, but you did have one in a car in Poland, yeah. so that makes me nervous. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm starting to think about it, really, <laughs> so I'm starting to get nervous myself. <laughs> <laughs> just, just, just for one question. Yeah. Oh, yes, Sam, please yeah. 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 It's going to be getting better acquainted with Sam. <laughs> for those of us who will be listening to this at work, bored out of our brains, what is, the, is there a name for your heart condition that we can look up on the internet yeah, to read about? Yeah, it's ASD, by, okay. but atrium, don't ask me for the rest, okay, atrium, yeah, atrium something, 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 yeah, something, yeah. yeah. ASD. Yeah. Okay. Wow. And, and like, has this been? Have you had it all your life? But you've only found out. Yes, about it yes. I, I think one in f- one in five people have it. One, two, three, four. Five. Sorry, guys. <laughs> yeah, so apparently, Sam hasn't got it from those. <laughs> so uh, it, it could happen to all of us. My sister has it. My aunt has it as well. So it's like a family history, really. Wow. Yeah. So um, genetics, so we've got screwed genes. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, I'm good, I think I've got very good genes. <laughs> well, fair, fair enough. I mean, do, do you? I mean, are you are you like literally trying not to think about it just generally, or are you making? Well, 
kind of well it's funny because i do a lot of yoga and yoga is all about uh, awareness of the body but when i'm starting to be aware of the body (laughs) i'm starting to be aware of the heart so i try to (laughs) get rid of this thought that my heart is a whole because i start to feel it immediately and also with music i think like I, i take it really metaphorically because I think that I take so many emotions in that my heart like couldn't really handle Hold it. Him. Yeah. Okay. So, but it's just metaphorical. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe not. No, it's, but it's well, there's so there are so many songs about hearts. Like we've literally linked love and hearts together, yeah. and emotions and hearts together, for no real reason, I guess, scientifically. Like, there's no like our brains are where we feel our emotions more. For me, there is. I mean, in yoga, there is a lot of, you know, energy centers. So, heart is one of the energy centers. It's responsible no, for true. emotions, really. So you have a line, don't you? I've done a bit of yoga. You have a line between your head, your, your brain, your heart, yeah, your, and your groin. Yeah, because uh, they're the places where all the so stuff goes. So this is all about, you know, productivity and and creative energy and sex. So you know, you can really. I like to focus on connect that area, to things. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> But the heart is all about emotions, and I can really feel it, really feel it, you know. But no scientific uh, evidence so far. (laughs) Well, talking about emotions, we'll put some of them into this next song. For a minute, I thought we were being surrounded by Hell's Angels for a minute. (laughs) Uh, But we're we're not. So we're going to get out alive. Um, What's it called? (laughs) Because I won't won't bug in the right instruments. Does that tell you? (laughs) Well, you've only got that oh, now. Oh. oh, okay. Oh, yeah. So, Bones, this is called. Oh, God. Does that sound in tune? Yeah. Oh. No, it's not in tune. Can I have my tuner back, Jim? It's on the end of your face. Yes. Do you want to you fill in, George, while I'm as a bass player, you never have to do that moment on stage where you have to fill in while people That's why I'm a bass player, dude. <laughs> So, Sam, do you want to put in there? Or Asher? Or someone? <laughs> do you want to say anything while I'm tuning up to distract people from the fact that I'm tuning up? Oh, this is really hard because if you want me to say something, I'll just start thinking, well, I need to say something interesting, and then I'll end up not saying really something. What can I say? That's interesting! That's interesting. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That is indeed the problem when someone says How about something. that tip of the tongue syndrome? You know, you're like, oh, there's something that I want to say, you know, like, I want to say it, but I can't remember anything, you know. That's frustrating. <laughs> so, so which well, you've got to point out syndrome or having a hole in your heart. Okay, that sounds better. Because it's uh, yeah, you're fine, you're fine. I think you're fit. From what I gathered, you're all right. <laughs> That's messed up. <laughs> Bones, yeah. Sun and wind, the snow 
conversation hasn't come out yet it might have done by the time this comes out we talk a lot about how you are very like from the point of view of rhythm and music and I'm very much from the point of view of lyrics Um, so we are the split like we are the literal split that that you have in the music circles and you need that balance to make anything make sense you need both of us but I I do like music too but anyway (laughs) I'm sure I'm sure you like I'm sure you you like lyrics too but it's just the the level that you like them do you like lyrics? I like lyrics Uh, yeah (laughs) but I guess they don't always mean that much to me so I am much more interested in what the, the kind of vocal lines do the space they make or the space they take up and they kind of how these things weave you know kind of uh, that, 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 that always kind of kind of feels a lot more of a colourful range to me than kind of trying to decipher somebody's lyrics I don't think I'll ever be able to really do that well I can tell you what those lyrics mean Sam they're nice and literal <laughs> um, like literally every word in the song pretty much is literally like, really? so, so the idea behind this song it comes from a dramatic concept guess it's like the idea is two lovers realize that their relationship is over Mm. at the same time but they don't tell each other that they're realizing that so I'm looking into your eyes trying to pull something out like trying to pull something out of Mm. your eyes like something I don't know but I can feel it in my bones and the kind of sadness the tragedy if you like of the song is that they both don't say to the other person what they're feeling and so it is this fact that they they think they're doomed in the future but they're not going to say they're doomed now 
you're going to have a fag. Are you? No, no, I'm going to have a little boy's room. No, All right. Well, I'll, ca- I'll <laughs> put, we'll have to. That's great because if you think about how it goes, it was, I, as I did a conversation no, with Sam, the next person who, <laughs> uh, who, who, who would be next? He's not going to come back. He, he will, he will, he will come back. Uh, and when he comes back, I'll, I'll ask him a question. But um, but yeah, no, it's a literally, it literally is that kind of m- that moment, and it, the whole way through, it's it's literally, and it. This was the this is the song that I wrote for this project. Like this is the song that I wrote mm. when I met you, Asha, mm-hmm. and it was designed with your voice in mind. And I think mm-hmm. that, that I, I've never written a song in this kind of with these kind of jam, what me and George like to call jazz chords, <laughs> yeah. um, in this kind of different. And it's very high for me uh, mm. to sing. So it's quite a, an interesting. Yeah, kind how, of how do you feel departure. when you're when you're pulling that last kind of note that goes on and on and on? What, what's Please kind of... let this remain the same note instead of doing that horrible thing where it goes down like a <laughs> semi yeah, 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 yeah. Please, God, let it go right. Yeah. Yeah, okay. And so far, live, it's, it's. I think I was a bit. I was a bit shaky there at times, but I didn't like, I, like I, I had a bang on the other day. Was, <laughs> you did have um, a bang on in the. But other I think it, you know. I, I don't know. The, the reason to have that kind of an ending is it does have to be like it is a kind of pirouette moment or something in ballet it's like an impressive moment of vocal dexterity so I don't know why I wrote it for myself because uh, I uh, <laughs> have quite a lot of limited vocal range but I like to try and dexterous I like to try and do you always argue that the break in the voice is almost like the bones breaking oh, oh nice I'll so oh, remember that when I fucking yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ending of it it's, it's over it's done it's broken well, that's the corner over there. No, that's nice. Yeah, yeah that's right. Yeah. All right, that's right. Well, we, you know, maybe we can have that as a, as a sec- segment on the show, like Natty's philosophy corner. <laughs> and talking of which, so George is now re-entering the room, and George, this is a section of the show that I like to think of as George's film corner. Oh, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> oh yes. So. George. Yeah, why, why do you want to ask me about Steven Seagal? I didn't even say that. <laughs> yeah, but you told me last time you wanted to ask me about Steven Seagal. So well, why do you want to ask me about Steven Seagal? You've got this theory that Steven Seagal is an auteur. It's not my theory. It's a theory that I agree with. Okay, so who is Steven Seagal for people who might not recognise the non-entity name? Everyone knows who Steven Seagal is. Do they? Sorry, do the kids these days know who Steven Seagal is? You really don't. I didn't until they told me. Educated. Steven Seagal was... He was a martial arts instructor on um, James Bond films in the early 80s and then um, became a film star himself. And he was the first white person to instruct Aikido in Japan in the 1980s. Really? That's basically... He's a film star who does Jean-Claude Van Damme-style action films. So there you go. Only in Con Air, and he was like the first person to be killed off. No. 
wasn't. Executive decision when he was okay. the first person to be killed off. Right. <laughs> speaking. Really? Yeah. yeah, he was killed off really early in that film. Yeah, I was pleased. 20, 25 minutes. Yeah. yeah. I was pleased. I was like, at least Kurt Russell is watchable. Um, yeah. but why I don't care. I'm not like his biggest fan. But why is he in the I'm, I'm fascinated to know why you. Well, you, I want to know. You, well, you're always, well, you're always <laughs> talking about Steven Seagal. You're posting things on Facebook about Steven Seagal. Uh, oh, yeah, I yeah. think that's. But have have you watched any of them? Not always. He does frequently talk about Steven Seagal. Have, have you watched any of my posts about Steven Seagal? Uh, you haven't, have you? <laughs> In which case, why are you asking? Well, I want you to keep convincing me. Why should I watch my press play on these? <laughs> if you, you watch the play, if you press play, then I you did watch have a conversation. One. I watched but one. you haven't pressed play and you don't get it. So, in which case. Well, I want you to don't tell me why he's an auteur, I guess. Well, that's not my theory, but I agree with it. Well, where did it come from and why is it? Well, why do you agree with the theory? Does anybody here actually ever watch Steven Seagal film? You not do. Yeah, yes. because my father right. is a great okay, fan. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> I love the action right, so, movies. Um, exactly. films, so I have right. If you if you if you, if you're turning on the TV television and you come into a Steven Seagal film, you're 20 minutes in, you're 60 minutes in, you know what's going to happen. You know what the backstory is. You know exactly what the plot is. You don't have to do no like what's going on here. You know exactly what's happening. <laughs> no, that's the simplest yeah. way. To, to, to what what do you say is the general outlay of a Steven about Seagal movie? Well, he's ex. Why am I doing this? Well, ex, ex, ex Navy SEAL or something. Yeah, he's, he's and ex something. He's and he gets problem, called yeah. back up to do exactly. another job. Exactly. And then Someone in his family has to go from the usual tropes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but why is he different from any other action hero? Like, what makes him so special? Like, I much prefer every other action hero. I'm not against action so films. So, what kind of action hero do you prefer, well, I fucking though? love Schwarzenegger in the Terminator yeah, films. I fucking love him. That's not an action hero. That's a com- it's not an action hero. You're saying Schwarzenegger isn't an action hero, Sam. I think even George would disagree with this. I don't think he's an action hero. I think he's a dystopic <laughs> fucking fantasy. Oh. Personally. He's going to come and get you there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> don't, don't mess with him. He used to have political power. <laughs> Sorry, I'm, I'm interrupting. Myself. Yeah, I mean... No, no, you should, you should t- talk away. I like yeah, it. He didn't realise he lost his political power. He didn't lose it. Oh, no, yeah, yeah. No, he, he did. Yeah, and he, kind of, well, he kind of had a kind of um, personal hypocrisy affair, yeah, affair yeah. thing. Yeah. I won't go into too much. So I don't want to libel him. Nor do I think it's anybody's business. But anyway, no, I, I digress. Libel. Libel. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so, but what makes him stand out from these other people? Because I think that he is the... Like is it, is it the very things that I see in him that you think make him special? What do you see in him? That he is like so bad at acting, just so unengaging as a screen presence. Just like watching uh, cardboard happen. I think I think he's convincing <laughs> as a dickhead. So I think I think I can do that very well. <laughs> it's your question. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, that's me. Having a problem with the fact that the uh, is it still recording? No, because oh. I have to do something. So that's recording. This is recording. Hold that and talk to him about Stephen Cigar while I sort this out. Well, I mean, S- Stephen Cigar, yeah. Like, I mean, to me, his, his movies are fucking basically bollocks. Like, you told me he's an auteur after our conversation that evening. We were quite drunk. Oh, well, he is. Yeah. And uh, I, I looked it up, and I was like, so he directs his own films. He directs the films that he's, he's in. A few, yeah. He has okay, but. I don't think that necessarily makes him 
worth shit basically you know he directed some films that and he had a vision for it but the vision was some turd yeah but what's <laughs> the definition of an alter somebody who has a vision and sees that nothing is edited from that vision exactly, out until exactly so you're so as Ash has confirmed with me when you turn on Steven Seagal film you know where you are do you yeah, agree oh, with that? okay yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. So well, I've only seen two based weeks on those yeah, terms yeah, 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 how is yeah. he not an alter I'm not saying he isn't an author. I'm just saying no, no, his no, films are a bit birdish. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, I never said they're not, but it's more complex than that. I'm just not in the mood to discuss it. Uh, well, George, I wish you were because you're a great mind, yeah, that has a mind for film. Well, I'll ask me something more specific then. Okay, what year was. What year What year was the film, the James Bond film? Uh, Moonraker Oh don't do this Me and Jack and George Did this Do you you know the exact day He did did all of them From the beginning To the end Have you got a favourite James Bond film No I don't like I don't like James Bond either Have you got a favourite Have you got (laughs) Don't like James Bond Why do you know the date Because I'm good with numbers what I would rather hear, have you got a, you seem like somebody who's quite into film and shit like that, yeah? Is it at least, I'm good with numbers. Okay, you're good with numbers, okay. Uh, so, in, in the film world, have you got a favourite dystopic fantasy uh, that you like to watch over and over? Or what does dystopic mean? Dystopian. Uh, yeah, I don't know dystopian. why. I don't know if it's a word. What does that mean? The opposite. It, uh, it, it's a shitty future. <laughs> the opposite of utopia. No, 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 no. <laughs> Mad Max. Mad Max. Yeah, Mad, Mad Max, Max is a very good have, have you got a favourite of the Mad Maxes? One, two, or three? One. Yeah, one's quite good, isn't it? I think. I think. I think I prefer two. One. 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 Oh, I'm glad. I don't know. One. One. One has more of the humanity in it. You know, like. Well, I think. I think two is a little bit more careless, and it's just a bit more nihilistic. It's this more nihilistic, basically. Two. I prefer it. He's kind of he's he's gone past the kind of like I, I have a family. Uh, it's like you don't care about any kind of situation or okay. okay. Any kind so of we ran out of control, we ran out of right. space on the on the recording device because <laughs> because of the fact that I'm recording stereo, so uh, it's taking more space Ooh. than I'm used to. So I should have deleted more in advance. Hopefully, this will be usable. Um, whether, it, <laughs> whether whether the sound quality will be the Factor that makes it unusable or not, I'm not sure. Well, that was a kind of word today <laughs> for what you mean is whether it was shit that you were talking. Uh, maybe what you were saying might be, might be, might be described as a slightly unfocused what this conversational the skill. Sorry. <laughs> no, because I'm just wondering about the title of one Stephen Seagal's film, <laughs> where, where he pushes in. It was such a horrible experience for me when I watched this little girl. I still remember the scene, and then pushes in the, the gun into someone else's mouth, and he just literally. I don't know. I can't remember that. There's, there's a lot of those. Yeah. <laughs> what what does yeah. he do? Actually? He pushes in a gun into someone else's mouth, so, so all the teeth, you know. Oh, what? Oh, so he smashes the gun into yeah, their yeah, mouth yeah, or something. It could be kill yeah, switch, yeah. which is yeah, it could yeah, be that. That's quite a modern one. But I'm not sure. But, yeah. uh, but I like these films. You know, I like them because yeah, I really like them, and I like Steven Seagal as well. That's what I told George the other day. So. So you think you like him? You find him a, an, an engaging screen? Well, I don't find him an engaging screen. <laughs> Have you ever watched him? <laughs> that's the point. That's beside the point. That's, that's this is why this is quite a complex conversation. Yeah. So I'm not going to do For this. Me, so like, watching he's not a, a co- film is a very, you know, it's a different experience from watching a, any other film. Oh. Like, I like X-Men, for example. I love them. No, I know. We, we, we both yeah. like X-Men. 
So as Steven Seagal's like, you know, getting into something else that is not really... It's a bit like, kind of, I guess it's kind of a bit like, I don't know, if I was going to sound pretentious, which I don't think is usual <laughs> for me. Uh, I, I, I might say it's like no theatre or something. Like, it's, it's a different kind of, it's a different kind of drama than realism. It's not realism in any way. Like, it's very weird the way, the way he presents himself. Like, I don't believe him. Like, I don't believe that guy exists. Yeah. Like, like, I'd get that with most films. Well, maybe, yeah. maybe, yeah, maybe or, or like Brecht. Maybe it's Brecht. So it's the Brecht action film. Yeah, maybe he's the Brecht. So you, you, believe, you believe Schwarzenegger like is yeah. like, 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 like in America. Yeah. Nah, Schwarzenegger's only good when he's playing a robot or when he's playing like, <laughs> something as important and in Total Recall. I don't like True Lies. I consider it misogynistic. There's a lot of women that don't agree with me in the room, so I'm obviously seeing misogyny when there's none. There, and on that note, let's sing a sweet song. I'm doing the impression from Total Recall of uh, oh, the actual Freedom Fire guy. Have you seen the remake? I haven't seen it. What's this song called? Fall All Over. Uh, okay. Come around.
sleeping. We know what it's about, Sam. <laughs> what What is there to not know about uh, what that's about? Like, it just sounds a bit desperate and pervy, that one, really, doesn't it? <laughs> Come round and I'll watch you sleep. <laughs> you don't know what well, people would be sleeping. Yeah, do you watch Naughty Sleep? Uh, no, if I'm not being pushed out of bed, I generally try and get some kit myself. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like, yes, you, you know, you might as well, like, it's not necessarily a happy, I don't want it to be necessarily, like, it's a sweet song, but it's not necessarily a happy thing watching them sleep. You know, you do actually want to sleep, it's just, you might as well watch them. And also, it comes from, like, um, like, I can't really sleep unless I'm hugging somebody or something. So I have a cuddly toy that I hug. <laughs> What's a cuddly toy called? Jen's not there. Dolphin. dolphin. Uh, what, <coughs> is it a dolphin? Yeah. Oh, God. How, how, how unimaginative. Why would it be called like dol- Hello, dolphin? It's a bear called dolphin. <laughs> and uh, like, how, how long have you had it for, Dave? Since I was a kid. I when I was a teenager, I ripped it up and then oh, in, sacrilege. In rain, in rain, I smashed up my entire room. Actually, I was very angry. Uh, and then I, I, you know, spent the next week sewing it up and. <laughs> See. <laughs> yes. Yeah. 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 You should have never ripped it up, though, Dave. So, like, and so when, 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 obviously, when, when, when Jen's there, then, then Jen is, is, is preferable to Dolphin. <laughs> well done, Jen. Well, they well don't, done. don't think that Dolphin doesn't get involved as well. It's just uh, Jen's preferable. And, and like, and it does Dolphin spoon you, Dave? <laughs> no, but it's a complicated thing, though, because Jen doesn't like, like, doesn't necessarily like hugging to sleep. Whereas I do, so it's just a complicated negotiation <laughs> that we've come over the 11 years to the point where we are now, where I... I Separate I, 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 No, no, no. <laughs> no, I lie in a specific position and, and she will hug me when she is ready to. And it, if, if I am lucky, that will be before she's fallen... Like, like, yeah, like yeah. She falls asleep before she hugs me, often. And then I lie awake and I watch her breathe. Uh, <laughs> And it's also. Okay, Dave, I still have my cuddly toy. Well, there you go. Uh, well, Jen, Jen's got one too, but she hates me mentioning it, so I thought I'd cut it out. Thanks. <laughs> uh, but obviously, we'll see if you let me if you let me leave it in when we can, when we have that conversation in the future. But <laughs> and, but the other thing it, it's about that song because that song I don't know that song came to me with the music. I didn't the words that originally came with the music, and then I had to work out what it meant about afterwards. I wrote a lot of it after that, but I, it came to me in our, one of our last rehearsals. Actually, we we played it through in apples, I think once yeah. or twice. But the other thing it's about is when Jen goes out, but I'm at home. I can't sleep until I know she's safe. God, I'm not saying this to say. Romantic. <laughs> Whereas Jen finds that easy to do to sleep when she, when, when she doesn't know I'm safe. <laughs> Thank God he's out. <laughs> no, but that but, but that is because you don't consider yourself to be unsafe in the world, which is. A, a, a good thing in some ways for you, but maybe also a questionable thing in other ways because you are a woman walking home late at night, drunk oh, I, I, from I'm a party. Oh, 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 
I think well, we're going to have to. When, when I'm walking home from a pub, she should also be worried too. I, I can get raped, I can get killed. Just because I'm a man doesn't mean I can't have those things happen. But I'm less statistically likely to get raped, but more statistically likely to get killed. So, I mean, either way, she should probably be worried too. But I'm saying that it's unusual for a woman not to be. Like, only in that situation, I don't worry well, no, you don't. You don't think of it, do you? No. It's not something you think of. It. You don't think of it either. Were you saying that, Asha? Like you walk. I, I kind of sometimes after rehearsal session, I walk you to the station. But you. you know, I like, feel very secure in the world as well, and I know exactly yeah, what you're meaning same. because uh, I used to feel very insecure. So I used to worry about everything, like doomsday or whatever. You know, will come next morning, for example. Now I'm, I'm more in Jen's position, probably. So when people tell me, oh, you know, it's very dangerous, you, you shouldn't be uh, walking on your own. No, I really don't feel like that now. But I come from that space where I used to feel pers- like as a person that would die t- the next morning, really. And I think it, sometimes it comes back when I've got these depressive states. But I, I'm learning how to deal with them, you know. So yeah. Depression is a thing, it's a factor that contributes to it as well. So you feel safer because you don't, when you're not feeling depressed? Yeah, because I, I lose my shield, like I lose my power when I'm depressed. So when I'm, when I'm not, you know, I, I feel that I've got so much positive energy that there's no way someone could attack me, for example. No way, really. Once with my friend, we came across a group of people who were very drunk but I just didn't feel any negativity towards them and she did, so they started to just to, to tell some tell her something and I like I just asked them in a gentle way, well, we, what are you doing? Uh, so they immediately stopped being aggressive, you know. And um, well, that's really good, that. but it won't always work that way. I mean, uh, like you see, and I don't feel I don't feel this way now. I might yeah. feel this way tomorrow, for example, when I've got my depressive state. But you know, I, I I think it really depends on our mood, and we attract things as well. Yeah, it's a funny thing though, all of these things like. Like one time I stepped in at a station when a guy was like being very aggressive with a woman and I stepped in, I didn't really know what was happening. I was like watching myself from the outside thinking, what am I, am I, am I actually stepping in to this domestic violence thing? Am I actually doing that? Like I was pleased that I was doing that, but I was also absolutely yeah. terrified. And luckily there was an old couple going by. And I think if you've got an old couple going by, that's quite helpful because people mm-hmm. feel a bit different if it's different generations George is literally going to fall asleep <laughs> <laughs> yeah um, like my yeah I mean I used to get myself into trouble because of that when I when I uh, when I saw people fighting you know like men and women especially I used to feel very protective towards the women and I so did you step in yeah I always stepped in um, I've got it after my mum she always steps in in situation you know she's a very strong one and when I was young I, I got beaten up basically when we were like group of us and we stepped into the situation you know sometimes you have to think that people who take part in this violent domestic violence they there are both sides to it like the yeah. woman who really is in the situation so it comes from somewhere sometimes you know, she allows herself to do it so probably we shouldn't like n- it's not that we shouldn't like it's my instinct, really. Well, sometimes when you step in, the woman turns around and says, yeah, fuck, fuck off. off, this yeah, is not exactly. any of your business. And that's yeah. it, that is awkward. I think in any sort of violent situation, that happens not necessarily just domestic. Sure. Thing. Yeah, yeah, so sure. I, I have habits of jumping into things. And, yeah. and luckily, being small and female means that quite often I don't get punched in the face. I'm pretty sure if I was a man, I probably would be. Yeah. Um, but 
quite often I get told to fuck off and it's none yeah. of my business. Yeah, yeah exactly. And it's, but yeah. The guys who are with you when you do that feel happy or sad. Yeah. <laughs> they they pretend they didn't know because it's that thing of kind of like oh shit I'm with a weaker being sorry that was an inverted commas yeah and therefore I must look for like look out for the small woman that I'm with whereas I'm like no I'm fine I'm not going to go in but it's not even that though like it's not even that you're right I'm sure they think that but but also if I was with you and you did that it would be I'd be partly thinking yeah no yeah I've got to step in and, and help Natty for male reasons that you may slightly object to but but then there's also the other side of it is that even if I don't even if I just stand there they don't want to punch you so they might just punch me because I'm with you oh, no, like it, it, that does, I don't think that works that way it's, has it never, it's, a, it's aggression towards someone and when you are in an angry situation it's the face mm-hmm. that's pissing you off that you punch it's not the person who's standing on the sidelines you're not going to go oh, I'm going to punch this person around here <laughs> it's, it, you know. I don't know but people are quite socialised to not punch women but I guess if they're already attacking a woman then maybe they're not but. well yeah, yeah I mean that's one of those funny situations I mean sometimes it works sometimes it doesn't work and either depends mm. on the embarrassment of being outside in a public space having a massive row usually that calms it down straight away if they don't give a mm. shit then they don't give a shit yeah. <laughs> you're drawn more into it yeah it's a tricky one it is a tricky one I'm, 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 I'm still, I would launch into a song but our drama is currently away. <laughs> <out. laughs> is he at the bar? Is that what he's doing? No, I'm sorry. No, that's okay. Yeah, I mean, I guess while well, we're, we're in a downtime of talking about depressing things, I should talk about a thing that's happened to me in the last few days, which I... I didn't know if I was going to talk about it last night in my conversation last night, but I didn't get around to it, but... A friend of mine from school died on Friday, I think, and she is, like, I knew her when I was at school, and she was, I I really was very close to her, and she had a car crash, actually, and she was disabled for a bit, but she got herself out of that situation. One of the things that was cool when she was a teenager was she was, like, 16, but she had a car already, because she got it because of her disability, so, you know, she was cool to Mm -hmm. hang out with, because she could drive you places. Is there some fireworks going on? Yeah. Or am I just hearing things? You <laughs> can't see them. Yeah, <laughs> unless we're being shot. But can you hear the fireworks I organised for this? Well done, Sam. well done, Sam. The way that I experienced her dying was through, like, mostly through Facebook because I haven't seen her in years, and I've and I, that's how I've been experiencing her life. Like she'd been travelling all over the world for the last like years and years and years, and every time I saw the pictures of where she was, I was like really jealous and really fascinated. And I tried to get her on the show, of course, but she was busy at that time. And that was how she died. She died when she was scuba diving, and she got the bends, and then she came up, and then she died shortly after that, I think. But it's it's been so kind of complicated the last few days just going on Facebook and just seeing all of these pictures of her and people commenting like it's like it's like I finally seen like how what it's like to have death lived out in the social media sphere you know like and I felt like after a while I did feel like I wanted to put something on her Facebook wall to say goodbye and all that stuff but initially I was very worried that people would have that be the way that the death was broken to them do you know what I mean like you go on Facebook and you just see somebody saying that your friends died or your family members died that's got to be a pretty brutal way of finding out about it so uh, you had the same thing someone died it was um, sort of a mentor someone I used to work with oh that's right recently very recently and that's exactly how I found out and then it spread like wildfire and because he's associated with an art space 
everyone wanted to send out tributes and everything, and it became this very positive thing, but he was an older person. But then you think about someone, because I have a number of friends who are traveling around the world right now, who I hope are safe if they hear this, but I know that it's a very high possibility that in those situations they could die, but like they are doing the things that they love so That's much. That's how I feel about Katie. And yeah. they're living it in that very engaged social media way, so you think that almost they would want it, that mm-hmm. you'd engage with their death. Well, the, well, yeah, I guess so. I know what you mean. I mean, what I definitely feel about Katie is that she lived her life, like she really lived her life. It's like it's really weird scrolling back through her Facebook page, you know, because it's like I'm really excited about going to Thailand, you know, I'm here in Thailand and like I'm going diving today, and you're like, oh, that's when, you know, that's when she died. Um, but then when you go, you know, further back, you've got her like going, oh, you know, I really want to be there, and you know, yeah. she wants to be there, and she did do that, and she did, like, she was inspiring, she was an inspiration, and I guess she died still an inspiration, like, she was still doing what she wanted to do. Like, it is better to live a life than not live but be alive so yeah that was a bit of a shock that happened to me and I didn't don't really know what to do about it because it's like someone from school so who died you know it's like someone your age are you saying that happened to you as well, well I didn't find out through Facebook luckily enough I had someone call me that's good I know what was going on but for, like even now he's got a partner of seven years and even now I don't think she has the password to his Facebook which is quite funny because me and Sam have each other's passwords to each other's Facebooks, even though it's not like we stalk each other. Yeah. <laughs> um, so the, the Facebook page is actually still live, and every now and then you get like these weird messages or memories that pop up, or people finding pictures, and it comes up on your Facebook. She's being tagged in pictures and, still. That's yeah, so weird. It's, it's yeah. that kind of strange thing where people are, and like for weeks, my Facebook page was just covered with RIP, mm-hmm. like, you know, yeah. RIP, RIP, which was even more. R-O-P? R-I-P. R-I-P. Rest in peace. Yeah, yeah. R-I-P. Yeah, R-O-P. It's a new one. Rest out of peace. But yeah, no, I mean, so I mean, I guess I wanted to, at one point during this week, I was going to, Katie's a person who I had a great respect for and felt great closeness to when I was younger and she's definitely someone I wish I could have got better acquainted with in on or off mic. Uh, some more as an adult, and uh, since I, I brought the, brought, I brought the, I brought the, the mood really down, Sam, because you, 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 I was like, how can I fill in for Sam being out of the room? I think I better talk about death. Uh, that's, that's fair enough. Because <laughs> we only really feel alive when you're in the room with us, Sam. Oh, it's funny that I used to be a golf, and that's how you feel, isn't it? Um, I think it's out. My guitar sounds out of tune again. So better talk about something that's not death. Bring up the tent. Bring up the room, Sam. Bring up the room. Uh, okay, okay. Lunch times at work, I like to have soup generally. Like, um, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, this is the first question I should ask people. (laughs) Getting better acquainted with soup. Uh, (laughs) They're generally quite nice, you know. Like the other day, yesterday, in fact, I had I had a mixture of salads like beans and lentils and tomatoes, things like that. We played Merry Hell with my digestive system. And uh, I was, I think I'm just wondering if anybody feels the same. I don't know. What if beans are problematic in people's I think everyone knows about beans. Well, it was a kind of Mexican, sound right? it was a Mexican bean mix. Like, I'm not one for playing stereotypes, I'm I have no idea what you mean. Excellent. Then let's play a song. It's a Mexican bean. Oh, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Blazing Saddles, everyone sits around. 
What's it called? Jules needs to know what it's called, Dave. Let's hear what it's called. Being racist about Mexicans. So it's called Fragile Range. It's our last What's the first song? G, yeah? Yeah. No, A, 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 A. Okay, there you go. It's worth telling me. Yeah, certainly. So this will be our last song. Afterwards, we'll... Talk about it if you insist, and then say goodbye. Right? I insist. Okay. I think what he said the other day. I've got more notes for this. Yeah, oh, really? Right. <laughs> Are you counting me in? One, 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 two, three, four.
gonna send it Yeah, neither be one where I'd mess, up, mess it up in the middle, but that's okay. I'm sure nobody noticed. <laughs> uh, I'm sure they did. So, <laughs> yeah, so, uh, Sam, do you want to ask me what that song's about? Uh, I'd quite like to. I mean, the other day you kind of mentioned a little bit because I was intrigued about the idea of fragile rain. Yeah, and, no, it's... Uh, well, so did you what come does up that mean, Dave? Well, what I'd like to say before I tell people what the song's about is that this is just my interpretation and that theirs is right too and that mine isn't the right interpretation. Whatever you think the song's about, keep that as your meaning, if you want. But, I mean, I, I wrote this song so I wanted to write a country song, clearly. This is my idea of country. And... Uh, like Johnny Cash had that line like when I was a young boy my mama told me son always be a good boy don't ever play with guns if I shot <laughs> just to watch him die yeah? Yeah. and he, he wrote that song he said I wanted to imagine the worst thing that people can do the worst thing someone could do to somebody else and I wanted to write a song about that and I like that idea but I just don't like the judgement of it so I wanted to imagine the worst thing that someone can do to somebody like murder someone just for fun but try and have sympathy with the murderer mm. so it, it kind of is about a guy uh, and also oh god this is going to sound pretentious but no <laughs> uh, there's a dance four. There's, a, there's a contemporary experimental <laughs> dance company called DV8 Sam yeah. uh, and they did a, a show called Dead, Dead Dreams of Monochrome Men which is about a serial killer but it's yeah. uh, really beautiful like the movement and it's really kind of beautiful and evocative and so I wanted to do that kind of a thing with this idea so Fragile Rain is the, the coming down of the fragile rain is when he is drowning this woman who he's taken back to his house. So that's the coming down of the fragile rain. But why is it a fragile rain, Dave? Well, because her why neck not? is fragile, <laughs> and she has been drowned. It's also raining outside, so there's there's that that in the song. That's the other part. Okay. You know where wild roses grow by Nick Cave? It's kind of like trying to do that oh, sort yeah, of thing. Minogue, yeah, yeah it's trying to do that sort of thing. Or like, it's a bit like Dexter trying to kind of feel some sympathy with the uh, <laughs> with, with the serial killer. But I mean, it's like, Hopelessly, like Baby I'm a Harmonica Solo played by Bruce Springsteen, right? Yeah. Like, because he just thinks he's the best. And a, and a harmonica solo by Bruce Springsteen, I think we'll all agree, is the best. <laughs> and, and, and may I think, I, uh, if anybody uh, doesn't George, agree with it, George, then they're wrong. Do you agree that a uh, uh, harmonica solo by Bruce Springsteen is the best? No. Okay. Um, would you agree <laughs> that a harmonica solo <laughs> no. by Bruce Springsteen is the best? Neutral. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take that as a no. Yeah, he's got to have me here for no. another three nights. <laughs> no. Bob Dylan is nowhere near as good as Bruce Springsteen on his harmonica solos Dylan's are nowhere near as good as Springsteen's I think the notable point is that Bruce Springsteen would think it was the best exactly and the point is that the character thinks it's the best never heard him playing but I agree with Jen like as long as you think you're the best you're the best that's it well, Mick Jagger's better than all of them on harmonica. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> is he really? Yeah, he is. I know, but he's the same now. Or... No, any Rolling Stones song, that's him playing it. Mm. Can I ask Ben what it takes to be good at the harmonica? 
according to your way of thinking? Yeah. Well, it's a different... Yeah. Everybody's different on it, I think. I need to feel the sound right. You're, yeah, yeah, well, you're very emotional. Like, you're about, like, feeling the emotions in the thing. I think I am as a performer, but... The, uh, the, the young boys' room. I say young boys' room uh, by accident, but I kind of like it. Um, I, I guess it's like... But, it, but, but, it, but the song itself has really changed anyway, because now Ash is in it. It's a duet in itself, so... I kind of like that because I like the woman having a voice, but then it changes the meaning of the, vo- uh, the song. I don't really know what it means anymore. I'm interested to see where it ends up. Do we have to explain no. everything? We don't. Though? We don't. That's why I said I don't want to explain. Oh, no, it. Just, yeah. Sam, Sam, for some reason, wants us to explain everything. I, I'm so I'm so used to singer-songwriters explaining everything oh. that they sing about that. It, it almost seems because I can't tell you that. I can tell you where I was when I started writing the song, like what kinds of things I was thinking about. And like sometimes I can tell you like a drama, like they are dramas. I do try to have like a drama. Like we chose songs tonight that were conversational songs because it's a conversational show. But that's what I want to do anyway. Generally, I want to do conversational songs. That's kind of what I like to do anyway. I think if it's it's quite ambiguous a lot of the lyrics that you have, which I think is a a very positive thing in my mind. Well, Uh, there's no definite kind of like. It was my story. A lot of my favourite bands, not all of them, but a lot of them do that. The Magnetic Fields, REM, uh, the Mekons. There are lots of bands that I really like that that just want to create ambiguity in what they do, and that's something I learnt, you know, from my friend Alex, who I've mentioned a couple of times. Yeah, on the song. No, I think that was, that was it. That's it. We, we, we did the last song. We, we did the last song. You left. Um, so it's been a pleasure getting better acquainted with a room full of friends. So thanks very much, everybody, for coming. Well, um, thank before. You. You're, you're welcome, Sam. <laughs> <laughs> I was talking to the audience, but, but you know. Uh, and uh, <laughs> and before we say goodbye, is there any questions that the uh, or conversations that the audience would like to have with anybody that, about anything they've heard today, songs or conversation? <laughs> so, so, how does this compare to when you take out the guitar? At home. That's, that's, a, that's, that's a good, good question. question. I like that. I'm not going to answer it. It's a good question. Well, you don't. <laughs> it's, it's a really good question. Yeah, I, yeah. For me personally, I think this is a lot more formal. It feels yeah, like totally more, yeah, more totally formal. Totally, oh, not, yeah, yeah, it feels yeah, like yeah, yeah. We, we have to get this performance correctly, that, yeah. you know. Like whereas when you know if we're just in days, I agree. Like, front room, it's just kind of like. Ah, uh, yeah, we fucked up that bit of a mouth. I know how it feels different. Sam doesn't ask that many questions. <laughs> <laughs> I've never heard Sam. Yeah, we know, we're here, so it doesn't happen. Yeah. <laughs> he's happy with his drums, that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just a drumming monkey. <laughs> no, I think, no. like, it is different, yeah. though. It is, it is different to do it this way. Like, I found that when I get the when the guitars come out at a party and I but I'm much more stressed out by the guitars at a party because the guitars come out of a party I'm not rehearsed I don't know what I'm doing I sit there I mess up in public and everybody and I and I see it in their eyes everyone mm. just clicking like no no he's not that good <laughs> and I, I just see that happen and I'm like I know I can be okay if I had practiced like you'd think he's okay you wouldn't think he's not that good you know and that's what I want people to think and I think I've got a little bit more of that tonight so I, 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 I'm kind of pleased yeah, with yeah totally yeah, that's a good thing I, I, the form, one thing I find very annoying is that about those kind of situations where at a party take out a guitar it's just like it, it, for me personally and some people that I know it's just kind of like yeah you just want to kind of like 
play and practice and just try and create and jam on the spot yeah you yeah. don't want to try and entertain people you don't want to try and kind of like have this kind of big like listen to me listen to me don't think I'm great you just want to try and provide an ambiance I suppose you know like background music's hardest yeah, thing yeah, to play yeah. sometimes because well, yeah, well, music's well bring up a music can be distracting in a room it's, I think it's a real skill to play in background music because okay. uh, I, I reckon if you're trying to make like a big you might be sitting there going I'm just getting in a groove it's been in the thing. Like, actually, that's, that's what bongo players do, Sam. What you're talking about there is that's the bongo player at the party sitting in the corner going, I'm in the groove, everybody's <laughs> loving it, everybody's loving it, and everyone's going, oh my God. What, they fucking shut up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> totally. No, so, so, uh, but I think with the guitars, it's very different, you know, there's such a level of... You get the jam level and then you get the kind of person who's like just repeating songs that everyone can sing along to yeah. which then draws their attention automatically to the guitarist yeah. whereas if you're in a, an atmosphere where everyone's just jamming and singing and doing whatever they want it's really automatically wonderfully chilled yeah. and I think that's the difference between the kind of it's like the formal and informal section of it really you know it's kind of there's well nothing kind of came organically today it wasn't like we picked up it wasn't like we picked up we picked up a guitar and went let's this experiment is a failure but it is interesting and it's I mean this is a pilot I mean essentially this is the pilot you know like I'll listen back to it see how it works and I think you know in a way it might be that you know there's less we work out how to do no, I think you might actually be quite a good dynamic. Yeah, I think it's quite a good dynamic, actually, Sam. It, it pains me to say that, Sam. I quite like the fact that George is like, like, steel, you know, like, he's just like, fuck this, I, didn't know, I don't fucking want to talk about this. I, I don't like, I think I it's good. Like to you, that's fine. And like, Ash, Ash is feeling everything, like, very, like, it's like, we're like, I don't know, we are like a Winnie the Pooh setup. You're like Tigger. <laughs> Yes. I don't know what the fuck I am, Christopher Robin or some shit. Poo. Yeah. I prefer to be poo than Christopher Robin. It'd be poo, Dave. Yeah, all right. But that means I'm not not very bright, but that's okay. Oh, I can handle that. Poo's lovely though. No, he is cool. Um, but um, now you're gonna make me sound. Even... Do you know what? I never knew that Christopher. Like I was. T- my mum told me when I was a kid that Christopher Robin killed himself. So for years of my life, I thought that Christopher Not Robin. In the books, no, 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 no. Right, A. A. Mills' son is Christopher Robin, right? And 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 basically, my mum said that he grew up and he couldn't handle being Christopher Robin. That he couldn't handle the bully and he couldn't handle it, and so he killed himself. And I believed this all my life. And I believed, it. and we were in we were in Berlin, weren't we, with our friends Clive and Julia? And 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 they were like, "Come on, this is not true. Look it up." So we looked it up, and it and it wasn't true. No, like, and, and I, was, I was so happy. Was like, wow, Christopher Robin is alive. He's okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's okay. And then, but then, but then, then, and then Clive was like, "But come on, you you wanted him to have killed himself, didn't you? You liked that idea more." And I was like, what? I was like, "No, actually." I do. That, 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 <laughs> what the fuck is Christopher Robin, guys? That gives the entire series meaning. But the reason that suicide is just like children's stuff. But no, no. Uh, I don't know, man. Read, read, have you read the books? No, the, if you read the House of Pukun, that's not children's stuff. The last no, chapter is big, the, um, it's deep shit. He did apparently write a book though about how he hated being Christopher Robin and how his, he felt like oppressed by his his father writing these books about that him. So you still got yeah yeah yeah. It was his real name out there for everyone. So you you still got a bit of your dark interpretation, but it's just not as not as bleak as I li- as I lived and believed for many many years of my life. Uh, and on that note, <laughs> <laughs> no, it has been an interesting experiment. Um, 
have you guys how, how have you guys found it because this is one of the things I'm intending to do at this on this residency is ask people how they found it we don't know them <laughs> it was fun <laughs> I mean it was good it was a really interesting um, display it was fantastic display <laughs> like we're like peacocks yeah. Yeah, I can't like yeah, that yeah got all the fans out Oh, I thought thanks, Asher. Yeah. Well, that's what I think, really. Go on. We all like, I mean, with the performance. I love it. Yeah. There might be a little bit of Desert Island Discs in some strange way, just the balance of the music and then especially with Sam asking about the songs. I want you to have like a guest artist coming in the second half. That's what I want. Hey guys! That's what that's what Sam I can ask them do. lots of inappropriate questions. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's inappropriate, Sam. That's most definitely why. I mean, that that is most definitely what I want to do with the show. I want it to be like um, have invited like people like to play a song, and we, you know, we would play less and less songs almost, and have yeah. other people coming in and playing. <laughs> you like that idea, Sam? Yeah. So the last thing I ask people to do is: is it, has anybody got anything they'd like to plug? Yeah. This will come out in a few months, but yeah. In a few months. Yeah, the concert in Lancaster. You know, I've got a concert with my students. When is it? Be, uh, well, I don't know the exact date, but... <laughs> well, I'll put <laughs> a little I... message at the end, <laughs> yes, giving, your, giving the, the... Oh, yes, yes. Whatever gigs that Ash has got going on, when this comes out, I will yeah. put a thing at the end saying... Have you got any... any you got yeah, a lots. I'd like to plug a band that are playing called Stark Dangerous. They're pretty decent Can at you the say moment. that clearly? Stark... Dangerous. The music parties is a fun time. Also, Juan HWAM will be playing in about four months' time. Listen Ooh. out for that. They're on SoundCloud. Very experimental. Experimental. Amazing stuff. Is that you? Yeah, yeah, and some friends. Okay, good. So, are you the front man? No, no, I just play drums. <laughs> yeah, right, I, I, I just act like the guy who goes, like, No, that's not good enough. No. Do you write the songs? No, we jam them. Okay. Jam band. Cool. Yeah. I've always kind of wanted to be in one of them. It's mind opening. <laughs> <laughs> As in, <Yeah>. no. <laughs> and George, have you got anything to. No, it's not the beach. Steve doesn't know how to speak film out in 2040. <laughs> 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 what the hell is that sound? There's a sound of the turn. Oh, right, George, you're blocking the heat. Take my sound fire. Yeah. So you have to actually take the. The last thing I ask everybody to do, and there's not a lot of people in this room, is to say goodbye to the audience. Goodbye! <laughs> Asha currently has no gigs for any of her other projects, but she will be featured lots and lots on future Getting Better Acquainted both as part of a room full of friends and eventually in her own episode you can find getting better acquainted on twitter at gba podcast you can find it on facebook it's getting better acquainted have a search on facebook and like it or you can find it on the website www.gettingbetteracquainted.co.uk you can also subscribe by searching on iTunes and subscribing to us that way. And on the Stitcher Smart Radio app, you can download for your smartphone from stitcher.com or through the App Store. There are lots of ways to get better acquainted.